Before we start this episode, I'd like to thank Daniel Neruda and Noah and all of our other beautiful, wonderful patrons. Thank you all so much for helping us fly through the atom of sea. The excitement of children bounces through the underwater dome as they point wildly to the creatures that inhabit the sea around them. A muscular Lashunta stands in front of them, straightening her Park Ranger Wild Times uniform before calming the children and continuing her story. Now, there are a few creatures that we haven't met yet. The lights lower and holograms of these gargantuan deep-sea creatures appear throughout the room, swimming between the children. The screams and chuckles of parents fill the space. Because there is not a lot of food in the deep oceans, these creatures have grown to huge, huge sizes to help them find prey. Now, I know what you all must be thinking. My mom tells me to eat all my food so I can grow big and strong. But these guys don't eat at all. That's true. These creatures have created a theory among scientists called deep sea gigantism. With how little they have to eat and how much room they have to travel and they have to grow. To survive under the pressure of the ocean floor, they've evolved to grow sizes as big as skyscrapers to help them just goes to show that contrary to all of our knowledge of how things work, the universe has other ideas and keeps surprising us. We look out amongst the vast ocean of Eden. Then we look up toward another sea, another ocean, one far, far larger. And we fly outside of the Adamus Sea at all into the space between, where we see a fang, a huge thing that was mistaken for a quarter of a planet. And from this one end of of this fang, these veins of pulsing fleshy orbs burst and create these almost dragon-like beings. That look around and spot the one ship that is in the pure dark void with them. Scrap is just sat in the pilot's chair and is currently hurriedly flicking switches. He's clearly trying to get back into the drift. There is also Flair and Keelan knocking around as well. Oh yeah, what are they doing? Flair has one hand on the captain's chair and is looking out toward the creatures flying towards you, but are still like a, a, a quite a ways off. Keelan immediately, upon seeing the things, 
has walked over to his personal bag and has pulled out a, a small rifle and has slung it over his back. Azam is at the helm as well, but he's not actually looking at the window. He's looking at the radar built into the side of one of the walls here. Using my hand to open in on sectors, they're not close enough for them to have a heat register yet, and he can't see them. Azam can probably see specs already, just based on the fact that there is, like, nothing around, so there's no, like... They're looking out into this pure dark space and can see these, like, tiny little pinpricks of of heat, but won't be able to tell what they are at all. As everyone sprints to the different positions, I am briefly just going to explain that we are in our first ship combat. I'm going to take us over to a screen and I'm going to explain to anyone who is in the audience who knows how to play Starship Combat. We are doing a very weird amalgamation of many different rules. I learned how to do the Starship Combat and then I read a thing where someone said it was really dull. So I read theirs and then I just kind of mashed them both together and then added my own little things that I thought would be fun. Top of the round, everyone picks the role that they're going to be doing. Everyone takes essentially a new class, and this class, if they want, can change at the top of every round. Captain, engineer, gunner, pilot, science officer, and chief mate. First things first, as everyone rushes to positions, what is everyone's positions on the ship? Wonderful. I'm a science officer. Your science officer? Getting into your, your now custom brand new made lab? That's right. I am also going to be a science officer, but I think I'm going to head to wherever the actual engine of the ship is instead of the RX lab. Yeah. And I will chief mate up this nonsense. Perfect. Scrap. Scrap is going to be piloting. Flare turns to Scrap. Do you have any other guns on the ship? Like, Starboard. Okay. Flare runs into the hallway of where everyone sleeps. And at the end of the hallway, there is a door that he opens and jumps onto a... Almost looks like an old classic Western Gatling gun, but it's all laser and sci-fi. And he's in a little dome that that can turn on that side of the ship. Keelan securing the, the gun around him. 
I don't know much about the ship and I don't want to get in anyone's way. So if there's anything that somebody wants me to do, I'll go and do that. Got it. Thank you. These, these dragons flap their wings and get closer. There is viscera and fresh little egg bits that fly off and freeze in the deep space. They open their mouth and scream, but because of the vacuum of space, you can't hear the things they are screaming. It is the engineering phase. All uh, Do we have any engineers on the ship? Keelan did say anything we'd like. Do you want to ask Keelan to be the engineer? Yeah, I think so. Aye, aye, Captain. Keelan runs and then like slides next to the engines into the small engine room, which is just off to the side next to the kitchen, using almost all of the same pipes and gears that the, the, that the kitchen does. He is going to divert. Keelan looks over this small wall panel and starts flicking some switches. So now the lights are almost all this red pulsing glow. The sound of the alarm that has been going on since Scrap flicked on the alarm turns off and powers down. And Sky, you feel that the cannon that you're on, this laser cannon, there is like slightly more power in it as there is this crackle of electricity that winds itself up the leg and then charges the plasma port that's on the front of it. He's going to divert power, auxiliary power, to the weapons. So every one that you roll on the weapons is going to be a two instead of a one. So you ignore all ones. And I'm going to do a hard turn uh, with a DC of 13. I can attempt an acrobatics or athletics check. If I succeed, and that's a big if, the pilot can make one turn during the round as though the maneuverability of the starship were improved by one step. Uh, it has no effect on a ship with perfect maneuverability, but let's face it, this is the patchwork. That's an 18. 18, perfect. I open up like a small locker looking thing on the side of the helm. I swing it open. I myself am not strapped to anything. I start grabbing these large levers and I start yanking them to turn the thrusters, forcing them to push the ship so we can best angle one of the cannons, the starboard cannon. There's a safety mechanism attached to this thing. It's basically a latch that covers the lever that can manually move thrusters. So I've shut it off and I'm pulling the thrusters using all my strength, using this lever to the right position. The ship wildly shifts and everyone has to like, kind of like everyone has to steady themselves as it moves so like uncharacteristically smooth. The front of the ship is now no longer looking at any uh, of the, of these creatures. However, the starboard of the ship is Keelan with the chain cannon is looking at this one which is uh, closing in on them. Scrap is... Ooh, mm, do we want to do that? I'm actually not sure. Do we want to do a stunt? Kick flip. Kick <laughs> flip. <laughs> with nothing being close, Scrap, like, you can see is, like, prepping the ship to make this hard turn. The wheel of the ship is like a, just like a car wheel with like a gear shift because now it works like a car. But as soon as Azam does it, the scrap 
bags on the console and I was like... And he's going to elect to not do anything on their turn, but instead might take an open action, which you can only do if you do not fulfill a turn. Okie dokes, now it is the science officers. They work a lot with the shields of the ship. The patchwork has a maximum of 10 shield points, three shield points at the bow, and three, three shield points at the stern of the ship, so the front and back, and the port and starboard both have two shield points. There is a scan action? That would work for this. It would just 3D scan the creature and give you like a, a quick rundown of, of, of what's going on if you wanted to do that. I would love to scan one of these creatures. Can I, instead of computers, use life science? Sure. Uh, the check will be a little higher since you're, make, you're trying to get the scan to work. How's the 29? A 29 is actually uh, criminal, and I hate the fact you can roll that high. <laughs> there is this, there is this, like, everyone can, everyone who's looking outside of a window can see this, like, EMP sonic boom-esque pulse that, that shoots out from the ship. And as it falls over this dragon that is closest to you, it, like, glows blue as the ship is reading information from it. As each spark happens, Theriac, you can see this monitor in front of you build this creature. Basic information. This is a large creature. If mechanics turns, it it would fit in a 15 by 15 foot cube. It is huge. Almost entirely organic, these new creatures don't have any form of exoskeleton armor plating as they are very very newborn you assume that this isn't necessarily offspring of whatever this thing is it is more these are just defense mechanisms that this thing is so large it grows organisms as a defense thing Uh, they are incredibly quick able to move five hexes a turn this combat there is different types of maneuverability you have to move a certain number of squares before you can turn the ship you like fly in one direction and then turn these creatures having perfect maneuverability can fly a place and then turn in any direction that they want Uh, in terms of defenses they have 17 ac they have 19 health each no shield points because they are just very freshly born and no the PCU value is nothing because this isn't a ship this is a creature they are almost like a snake with two arms these two arms are attached to wings that they use to propel themselves throughout this dead air the arms have these very large incredibly sharp claws on them and from their mouth they can shoot a fire breath but this fire breath dies out quite quickly because of how cold it is. So it only shoot it can only shoot three hexes in front of it. But, but the the claws have to be they have to be on the ship to be able to to claw to do this claw damage. The fire breath has to be directly in front of it. It can't be anywhere else. And the claws are they have to be on the ship. You can pick the fire breath or the claws, and I'll tell you how much damage th- those do. How about that that claw damage? The claw damage, uh, they get a plus 10 to hit, and it is 4d6 plus 4 is the damage that it does. However, it needs to be on the ship to be able to do this. Does it have a name? 
this this species? Doesn't. As you scan, it does hit up like name and species, but both of them are like question marks. Yeah, with question marks. Thank you. I will. I will relay that these are fast. They got the breath. They got the claws, and that the claws are quite strong. and give him a little kiss. And I said, you just stay close, but if I tell you to run, then you're gonna do it and you're gonna do the thing, okay? Good, but for now, you just stay right here, okay? I'm in the engine room, I'm gonna try to help. But Sky, stay safe out there. Maybe hold on to something. And I am gonna yell at the engine room. But we just got out of a sticky situation. We can't deal with another one, so please get us out of this damn fix. She's going to target system. She's going to choose the uh, weapons because we haven't fired yet. We're going to do a computer's check. Yeah. You need a computer's check. DC of 13. That's e- easily going to be beat because she still gets verbals plus two. And and actually, I has a plus 13 to computers uh, as a baseline. Oh, so, look at that. Perfect. She's so, completely untouchable. So uh, the next attack made by our ship is a critical on a 19 or 20. And if it deals critical damage, it will affect their weapon system. Okay, perfect. Sky, the gun that you're on, it's already pretty juiced. And with Ike speaking to it, it like hums even harder. It's almost vibrating in your hands. Like it's alive and ready to fire at something. Uh, and with that, it is the gunnery phase. So, Sky, it is your turn. You're gonna shoot the dragon? Just roll a ranged attack. Yep, with your own stats. Because it's you being able to control the thing, so it is your stats. Is that eight? Is that eight just base? Oh, is it eight just base roll? It says eight. <laughs> Unfortunately, this huge cannon of plasmic energy fires out toward the dragon. But because of how powered up the gun is, it just recoils so hard that you fall down, and it flies far off into the air.
flare is gonna go. Sky, you hear it. That's really quite impressive. Um, I'm gonna see if I can do better than that. And is going to charge up the chain cannon, which he does hit with a 23. That is 64 damage, it is. 14 damage. This creature, as it flaps its wings and flies towards you, gets hit. Sky, you can see it open its mouth in fury. And then looks toward where Flare is and where this gun was fired and starts flying straight toward it. It is now all of the dragon's turn. The whole ship shudders as one of the dragons clambers itself on the ship and using its claws swipes at it. It is going to make a claw attack at the ship trying to get into where Flare is. However, the shields pulse brightly and it's its first attack, it bounces off and then it shoves its claws in. The shields wavering and buffering as power slowly doof, 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 slowly starts uh, going from the shield. It is going to make a 46 plus 4. That is 18 as it doof, 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 breaks through the shields, poof, ripping this like huge noticeable scratch into the glass. There are small cracks beginning to form as the gun still holds but there is a huge, huge amount of damage that is that has been done. The shields on the starboard side are completely wiped out. <laughs> Top of the round. Engineering phase. Do you hear Flair yell as they attempt to charge up their gun again? Is there something you wanted to do, Azam? Cool, I'm gonna need you to work with me. I'm just gonna turn off the electromagnetism in the cargo hold. Okay, we need shields back. I'm gonna attempt maintenance panel access. Still the chief bait. I'm gonna do an athletics check. It's 23. Perfect. So what's happening right now is that I am turning secured valves, bypassing safety systems. All the cargo in the back uh, in the cargo hold is just floating at this point. Yeah, it like every all the power turns off and then everything just slowly starts floating. Yeah, uh, Keelan or whoever the engineer is can divert two different systems instead of just one using the extra energy I've acquired. He does. He successfully diverts. Theory, like you see that shields on the starboard side that just were lost get rebuilt. This creature that's on the side as the shields like burst back. Let's go. And is still flying right outside, but is no longer like grabbed onto the onto the side of the ship. Is going to then immediately uh, go for another weapons. Switches off all bedroom plugs, so everything in everyone's bedroom that is like plugged into something, including all of Sky's pinballs and arcade machines. Ooh. 
sky, you feel your gun recharge up and, and, and get powerful again. Make sure not to miss this time. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss this time. Okay, I have two options. I can fly as fast as I fucking can away from these things, or I can try to get us back into the drift. We can't do that. There are other people that are going to come out of the drift, and if they are unsuspecting and they show up here, they'll deal with the same. Aye, if we fucking die here, we're going to be useless to everyone. We're not going to die. We're extremely capable. That happened during the helm phase. Can we do something simultaneously? You can. You absolutely can. Because can I do an EMP blast as you fly us away so that in addition to flying away, we also expel uh, shield energy to attack it? Absolutely. Succeeding in the DC, uh, that is going to be 64. 64, okay. 14. This huge blue glow lights up the entire side as it explodes out. Hits the dragon full wave. There is uh, a an explosion of blood that is left behind at this shield. Almost like it flew into just a side of a solid rock as that dragon dies. <laughs> Thera, if you have something you'd like to do, you can rebuild the shields, you can divert energy. Yes, could I please recharge the shields? And that's a computer's check? That is a computer's or a physical science. DC oh, is please, physical science. <laughs> 29 again. Perfect. Pressing buttons, diverting power with different panels, you are able to uh, recharge the shields again. It is now the gunner's phase, Sky. There is this other dragon that is coming towards you quickly, and from Theriac saying how fast it is, you know that it can reach you. Charging up the, the chain cannon also fires, all hitting through the dragon, but unfortunately are unable to stop it. At the end of that, it is now the dragon's turn. The one that both of you just shot, almost as if it is attempting to avenge its, its brood that was just killed, flies up the ship and is going to try and swipe at the the at the same quadrant that it's uh, that it's a brood was previously on again it's that plus 10 it does in fact hit makes another attack 
doing an 18 damage as again it swipes the shield, breaks again. It slams its claws at the same gun that Flare is on. The cracks that were already in the glass now burst out. The chain cannon that uh, Flare was using gets almost torn out of its uh, out of its sockets, becoming completely unusable as Flare runs out, slams the door, and there is this of uh, an airlock. The guns that Flare was using have become unusable. If an engineer is able to get to the gun, you can fix it. This other dragon that has been approaching uh, is not close enough to you all yet to be able to fully attack. However, it is close enough for its for its fire breath to be effective. This flesh dragon, slightly further away, uh, roars its silent roar as an energy builds up in its throat and is going to fire out a fire breath, hitting the ship again, doing an additional eight damage. It is now the top of the round. Does anyone want to change their role? Is that you becoming an engineer? Perfect. Weirdly enough, I'd like to be a gunner. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Ike, do you want to go to the gun on the top? I do, and Verbal's coming with me. The two of you run past each other as uh, Sky exits and slides down the ladder. I'm imagining both of you are high-fiving each other, but you can discuss it. <laughs> oh, yes! Is everyone else staying in their roles? Yep. I'm going to move, actually, to being <laughs> to the captain role. Perfect. Well, the captain can act on any phase. I'm just informing everyone. Huh? However, it is now the engineering phase first. Sky, you sprint and you see Keelan. You meet up with Keelan, who is also running to the same gun. Okay, you're clearly better at this. I tell you what, I cause a distraction for the dragon that is currently hanging on the side of the ship. You make sure the gun still works. All right, let's go. High five. What is the engineering action you'd like to do? Yeah, okay. There are two possible fixes. There is hold it together. It doesn't fix it, but it makes sure that it works. The person who would be inside of the cockpit would have to wear like an oxygen mask, or you can attend, attempt to patch it. It's a lower DC, but it's going to take more actions to try and fully fix it. Oh, actually, here we go. Multiple engineers can pool their actions to effect repairs more quickly. So you and Keelan working together can get this fully fixed and working this round. Okay. Yep, got it. Okay. Both of you actually need to roll a DC 15. This is the fear of patching, is that both of you need to, both of you need to roll and succeed it. 
<laughs> fucking hell. Unfortunately, Keelan rolled a seven. You manage to get the gun in place. You screw it on to the point where it can be used. It's just, just not going to be as effective as it would be if it was fully, fully fixed. Keelan has the two wires that he's holding. He brushes his fur against one and shocks himself. He lets go of both of them. And now there are these two wires just like spraying around as he failed his roll. Yep, up oh, fine. <laughs> so the patching made it so it is now glitching. It can be used. You can go into that area and fire the gun. It's just going to have a minus to the roll. And if you try again next turn, you can get it from glitching to fully, fu fully, fully functional. What is, uh, what is good old Flair doing? Now that the gun is fixed, he's been waiting outside for the gun to be rebuilt so he can run in. But it's not yet doing anything. So if you want to yell at him and tell him to do something, he will. He needs to be told what to do, pretty much in all times. Hey, listen, it's not my fault that they decided to try to kill me first. Decided I was a prime target. I'm gonna get on the the comms and immediately shift over to a private comm with Flair. Listen, you little shit, you better hit something next round, or I'm gonna have a very interesting conversation about your intentions with Sky. Right? You wanna avoid that? Hit something, stop talking. And I cut off the phones, and I'm gonna use, uh, demand. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Which is a thing I could do as captain. Uh, it's a DC 18. I can grant a plus four bonus to one specific check by succeeding at an intimidate check. Okay, sure thing. Okay, Scrap is going to... Alright, I'm gonna try something fucking risky. Everyone hold on to something. He's going to try and evade, which is he moves up to five. He has to succeed at a piloting check. If he fails the check, then the AC of the whole ship is going to lower. But if he succeeds, it's going to raise. Of course he succeeds it. Things that are no longer tied down through the, like, grav well that goes throughout the ship. So things in storage get flung everywhere, all over the ship as he full 360 kills all of the engines and then immediately flicks them on again for a, just this quick burst of speed. The hot, entire ship's AC has been raised by two. So I'm gonna move further away. This means that only one gun is gonna be able to hit because I would way rather get away from these guys and be alive than take the risk and get attacked by all of them at once. Big gun at the top, at the one that Ike is currently at. Yeah, I have it. I had an idea. Okay. Theriac, do you, would you like to do anything? Let me see what general actions I can do. I mean, if you wanted, now that all the creatures are facing the stern of the ship, it's pretty likely they're going to attack that. And you can, if you wanted, you can divert all shields to the stern. Yes. Yeah? Let me, yes. Okay, sure thing. So that's just a DC 10. Oh, pfft. Whatever. I, honestly, I don't need to roll. That succeeds with just my bonus. <laughs> well, roll, because what if you critically fail? 
Then it'll be then it'll be a fourteen, and I'll be sad. Oh, beans! What a mess that would be. Sorry. Uh, twenty-five. Okay, brilliant. Everyone can see this like blue hum behind you, where the engines are all kept. The shields there glow oh so much brighter. Okie dokes, it is now the gunnery phase. Ike, what's our little plan, gamer? I will shoot at the closest guy. Perfect. That is a 21 for the ranged attack. And I will do a five damage with the gun. Perfect. And then verbal. You know for how verbal has like a little anteater snoot and how they're a little like long. I imagine that it sort of starts to vibrate like a trumpet would. And if we weren't in the vacuum of space, I think it would sound a little bit like a little trumpet. (laughs) But instead, electricity comes out of it. Shoots also towards it. Uh, (laughs) it, it, It's not, it's a 19, but I just laugh because Verple actually rolled higher than me, but only has a plus two. It's going to be a, a 19. Does that hit? Uh, yes, it does. Yes. Okay. So then Verbal does one D4, which is a three. <laughs> Verbal's little snout shoots out and is it like extremely stiff now, almost like the barrel of a gun. And there is this of uh, electricity and poof, it shoots out. You also fire your plasma shots and also electricity spark from Verple wind around each other, almost dance with each other like you and Verple both do, and then into the flesh dragon as its as its head pops and explodes. The flesh dragon is dead. No, it's good. Hey, Verple. is in fact the dragon's turn. The dragons fly toward the ship. Three now, all close. Their throats glow with this powerful flaming energy. The other one that you left behind in the dust flies towards you, able to reach the the stern of the ship and is going to go make an attack. This dragon. All of you feel the weight of this creature onto the back of the ship. It readies its claws and goes to swipe. It is successful. It does 15 damage to the ship. Everyone who sees this huge claw burst through the back of the ship 
the emergency ramp door flies off, the entirety of the back half of the patchwork exposes as this creature crawls its way inside. It is humongous. It, it barely fits inside the ship. These two huge muscled wings, its head searching around and looking at everyone. All of the oxygen is completely sucked out of the ship. Anything almost that wasn't held down that's in the main part of the ship, the sofa, pots and pans are all ripped out the back. Now, who would we say is in the main part of the ship? Not in a separate room, but in the main part. I think that would be me. As I would like you to make me a strength save. 17. You are flung backwards as all of the air rushes out. You two are pulled. You hit the dragon physically. You are against its back. And the pure pressure of everything flying past you is is making you slip and fall out the uh, the back of the ship. This is this is two checks. One of them was to keep your footing, which unfortunately was DC twenty, which failed. This next one is to see if you fall fully into deep space. Right. So this I fail the strength check, but I will succeed with a twenty five on the reflex save. You grab onto this dragon as your whole body is attempting to be pulled out of the side of the ship. You still count as being like inside the ship. However, you are fully holding onto the dragon. Everyone, hold your oxygen masks right now! Right now! It's just about to breach the ship! Don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> the top of the round. Does anyone want to switch roles? Can I take myself out of the ship combat? And just go into... Physical combat, yeah. You, Yes, you can. Oh, that's so smart. Okay, good. Because the dragon has breached the ship, you are welcome to fully leave ship combat and just go into fighting this creature. It's not working to its full capacity, but it's operational. do to go faster and leave? You can switch to engineering if you'd like. I would like to leave the vicinity as soon as possible. I would like you to give me a physical science check. That is another 29. You remember a scan that you made not on this ship but on wild times. You remember when you scanned the crystal that it can be used as an extremely potent energy source. And since you 
have experimented on your sentinel, the crystal is in the same room as you. And if you wanted, you would be able to hook this crystal up in some way to power the drift core. Charge it up immediately. It does come with its own risk because if you overcharge it, you will burn the drift core out. But you do believe that you can, you probably would be able to. I think I'm gonna risk it. I think we're gonna we're gonna sh- we're gonna shoot for the stars and hopefully not the tooth. Let's go. Everyone, I'm going to try something. Be prepared to go very fast. Is that clear? Like faster than drift core fast. What did we get? Nat 20, baby. (laughs) There we go! That is a 33. Fucking hell. Tearing the crystal out of the the sentinel. Oh, can I describe it? Sorry. Let's go, gamer. No, let's go 100%. I'd love for you to do it. Okay. Even just seeing out of the sealed slide door, seeing the enormous colossal beast that is broken into patchwork. Theriac, in a desperate bid, realizes this is a fairly extreme measure of a creature like endangering the entirety of the crew. Realizes that there needs to be a drastic measure in order to counterbalance this severe breach. Looks around, panicked. Glimpses at the sentinel. Looks away. Looks back. Sees the, the crystal in the sentinel being constructed pauses for maybe half a second thinking like oh this could absolutely just ruin this project I'm thinking about and then it's like nope fuck it Uh, I want to live snatches it they rip it out maybe damaging a little bit of the sentinel being built retool something extremely quickly manages to just out of desperation basically just shove this thing into the nearest USB port and just pray would you like to activate this newly installed software yes there is this moment when everything dies. The people that can see the engines, see them stop spurting fire. Everything stops. Sky shiver runs up your spine and there is just this familiar feeling of something unknowably large shifting in the infinite darkness 
you turn and look and you're not looking at anything. There is just black space, but you know that something is moving. Everything like starts turning on again. The engines burst. White light starts forming from them. The large column of the drift core in the middle tears itself into these geometric shapes and the whole ship starts firing forward. Stars stretch out in front of you. The atomless sea bursts out around you again as the power of the crystal has seemingly charged this drift engine so much that you arrived something that would take you hours in second. There are floating space station billboards, a sun that none of you have seen giving off this green hue to everything. These nine planets stretching on far into the horizon to the point where they're little small dots. A planet in front of you, almost entirely desert. Huge cavernous holes you can see burrowed deep within it, almost like the planet itself is trying to break apart. The patchwork unable to slow. More parts of it break off, start snapping just due to the sheer speed that you are going. You all enter the atmosphere. Panels that Scrap has fixed on start breaking off and poof, flying off into the distance. Everyone is holding on for dear life. There is a small second where the crystal is overpower, ups the shields just before it hits the ground. The patchwork almost completely destroyed, bursting into splinters as you all fall into a seemingly infinite dust-ridden desert. Flames of the ship fall around you, pieces of scrap metal, smoke raises from these completely destroyed engines, leaving only this base skeletal hull of the patchwork. You have arrived at the planet North. I rolled just enough to take me down to 30 health. Like I dinged my health by five. And then I just, and I I just touched it. Yeah. So, yeah, I have zero. I think because I did make it, I'm assuming, to this planet, uh, I, like, did, I was yes. yanked out, but a pipe acts, like split right through my abdomen. 
So the dragon's gone, and I'm just unconscious with a pipe in my abdomen being the only thing connecting me to the ship. Eleven. Eleven health. What you at, Sky? Okay. Ike is uh, zero stamina, 22 health, though, out of 27. So she's still got some health. Um, I would really like Matt also to... Can I, if if I have to sacrifice some more health of my own to do this, I am happy to. But Verpal does not have a great reflex save. Can I? Can I grab grab Verpal and slam on the ground? (laughs) Oh, guy! This entire time uh, has we have a little crib, and there's like a crash webbing over the crib. So guys, just so you know, so you know that Azam switched off the the cargo's grav field. Um, Mm -hmm. Guy is just being floated in there, completely fine. (laughs) Is just bouncing around, (laughs) (laughs) floating. Whoa, I'm a little guy. Azam grunts. <clears throat> as he realizes his new surroundings. And he's going to push himself off of the ship's carcass and wrap himself up in a scarf so he's not bleeding everywhere. Who's the closest person? Who seems like the closest person nearby? Sky, who is seemingly still held by the bubbles turret that they were fixing I'm gonna try and reach up there's an external hat like release right at least there should be so I ignore the pain and I just bang upon the hatch and I'm gonna catch Sky as she falls out I'm not on you you're on me Don't worry about it. We can... Nothing we can do right now. Sky, look at me. Yeah, there is. I'm not gonna die today. Not gonna die today. So right now, let's focus on waking everyone up. And we can focus on patching ourselves up. Then we can focus on getting help. Right? One, two, three. When the ship collided into the surface of this planet, Eric was still in the vacuum-sealed science room. Which meant that everything inside of it before it just completely, like, collapsed, came down on them. So, the Sentinel, the storage crate that had the Sentinel in it, the 
refrigeration unit. All of that was like flung in the direction of Theriac before the room itself like disassembled, basically. Theriac is cut up, smashed a little bit? They're like smart glass is broken. It's like got a huge crack in it now. Lying there like unconscious, not like dying, but looks rough. Like the the peel of the garlic bulb is like cut open and unfurling. Oh, I forgot. Also all of the, the connections of the Reacts body are roots, but the like central like torso is actually clay. Like it's it's like baked clay. It's like ceramic. So it like crumbles. I th- I like that. Mm-hmm. As um the doors to Etherex Lab being shut aren't open. They are they are like broken and bent. You can see them looking down, but to get in, you have to like wedge your arm into the open gap and then push this sturdy, heavy metal lab door. Yeah, there's like the sound of cracking as some of the uh, his external coal-like surface just splinters away from all the exertion he's doing uh, as I like wedge myself in and push those doors open. And then I think I look at Theriac, look at the damage, kind of grab Theriac by the bloom yank him out, and then, like, dust him off as best as possible. Well, like I've actually taken a garlic bulb, bulb from the earth. As you yank Theriac, most of the roots like, tear off. So Theriac no longer has, like, an upper torso or legs. I, I just walk over to the sink of this shattered kitchen, turn it on, and put the Theriac half in there. I just pat it. Theriac, are you are you awake? Do you do you like rise? I'm gonna say Theriac is not going to wake up. Right, Keelan, Scrap, Ig, Flair, someone. You find Keelan inside the skeletal part of the ship, rested up, covered in sand, next to the drift core that is very weakly pulsing. (sighs) You wake him up and he shudders a little and then shakes some sand from his fur. There's a lot broken, but I will be. I'll be fine. <sighs> Where's Flyer? Have you found him? <sighs> Fuck. 
Sky find Flare almost buried entirely in sand, holding onto a shattered remains of a bed. Part of the bed has, like, snapped off and is gone entirely through his leg. Stardust. We won. That's a win. Oh god, that hurts. Oh my god. Alright, who's dead? Is anyone? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I'll be fine. Ugh. Check. Few things will work. I was on top of the ship. Gonna have to walk far. Find her and um Little thing, I found Guy just now. Still a cargo hold, happy as a clam. I'm just a little guy! As you can tell. Ooh. Uh, no, she'll be flung very far away. Where is Ike found? Face down in the sand, Ike had pulled her cloak up over her head and clutched verbal to her chest she is not awake but you know in that like kind of hazy place where you sort of resume consciousness like a little bit and you start to become mm. lucid but you're not quite able to pull yourself out of it yet in the dreamlike state I think I would like for I to talk to the crystal you're you're okay right You're with Dr. Theriac, right? I am Doctor. I just have to wake up. Just Oh, give me a moment. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. I've woken. <laughs> I'm up morning time. Right, Sky, you go get Ike. Lift her out of that hole and I'll uh, find Scrap. Nope, Keelan. Keelan's right here. I don't need watching over, by the way. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Yeah, uh, in the kitchen. They're in, yeah, they're, they're, well, no, no, they're not, but, uh, no one's dying today, Sky. 
I'm looking. You find Ike. You got it. Tell uh, everyone who can walk to meet up near Uvria Frosters. Well, actually, now fear exit the kitchen. Tell them to meet in carcass of the kitchen. There is a broken whirring of record players and scrap strapped into the chair that they were in. You, on approaching, see that Scrap's robotic arm has been completely torn off and is in bits in the sand in front of you. Scrap. Scrap, come on. Uh, that works. That does. What else works? Uh, sink still works. Not much else. Uh, You've rebuilt her once before, you can rebuild her again. How's the crew? Is everyone accounted for? Sound off, who's dead? No one's dead. No one's dead. No one's dead. Hi everyone, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we have made it <coughs> to DOS. Is everyone okay to move, walk? We're all who could walk a meeting in the kitchen. This way. I'm gonna lie down now. Oh hey, that was um, that was some good shooting. That definitely saved us. Well, I don't know about that. We're trying to put a light spin on it. You're alive. That's what matters. Uh, Noah, that's that's fine. I don't know you that well. No, I, I don't know you either. Just, it's I think I, actually this is the first we've I spoken. I don't really understand what's going on here, but I'm. I'm glad you were here. I really should have listened to my hangover and not come on the ship today, but... What does Theriac look like? I think it's very important for Ag to know. (laughs) So it is a saucepan, like a deep saucepan, that Theriac's head is in. She does not know what to do with that image, but is going to sit very close to that pot, catching the little petals that fall. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, figured, I figured they're so strong and, and intuitive and
plenty, actually. And those plants aren't alive, so this is more important. But I will uh, stagger and get some of the potted plants. than a cooking pot, which has implications. This... <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> I, I... We fought dragons! We fought... I shot two out of the sky. <laughs> ship and we're scrap are you okay we did it we did it good job everyone well done oh my okay now that, holy shit is theriac okay <laughs> it is like completely fucked i checked all my little bits it was all over the place all right, okay, everyone, is everyone? Hello, everyone. Welcome to NOS. First things first, check supplies. We need to check our food. We need to check our water. Turn off the running tap because we're gonna need to conserve as much water as we can. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I don't even know if this planet has towns. It might be a dust bowl. So, we gotta get the scanner working. Nothing is ever completely lost. Ever. We have some spare junk in the storage. If there are four wheels that aren't completely fucked, I'm thinking we can jerry-rig a small wagon. We need some way of propelling ourselves. If we chuck the scanner on, we can move in a direction pretty easy. It won't be motorized, so I don't know how the fuck we're gonna be able to do that. We can build an engine. It, it's, it's gonna be slow for a, a while. The second thing, which I wish they was up for, we don't know what life on this planet is like. It might be hideous creatures, it might be a mix of predator and prey, it might be literally nothing. I fucking hope that this isn't just a nothing planet. But if it is, the scanner doesn't pick up anything, if you can't see anything, we're just gonna have to try our best to get an engine working, or at least an emergency signal. Scrap. Why did we come to this planet? Etheriac said the crystal pointed us here. Ike is not skilled 
in the same kind of science that Theriac is. But if she can try to hear the coordinates, or maybe even if she she will try a different approach. And even though it's a lower ability score, maybe she will try to do a life science on the crystal. Which is the one that Theriac usually uses? Yeah, physical science for the crystal. Physical science? Okay. 13. It's not, it's not that good. The crystal okay. is still all jury-rigged up to the lab. The normal swirling of galaxies inside seems to have dimmed to the point where it kind of just looks like a crystal. As you touch the crystal, it feels like... It almost sounds like glass as you touch it. There's like a hollow ringing throughout it. And as you pick it up and put it in your arms and cradle it, there is this small vibration. Unlike things that you felt before, this is a real physical vibration. Harder and faster until it almost leaps out of your hand and clatters onto the ground. You see these swirls reignite in the center of it. sand begins to get pulled toward it, and it slowly starts to pick itself up, hovering slightly. There is this hum coming from it as it picks itself up from the ground and almost meets you at a height, floating purely on its own. There is the sunlight as it comes through the door, hits the crystal, and bursting from it are all of this is these prismatic rainbows that, that are reflected throughout the broken lab. You are unable to understand why this is happening. But you hear audibly, not in your mind, you hear from the hums and the vibrations that it's giving off. Everything flies toward it and gets stuck in midair. And then everything falls, and the crystal lightly flings its way towards you and into your arms. Okay, shh. All right, I got you. We're here. It's okay. We're gonna start looking. The rumbling stop, and it seems just like it always has. I keep it cradled. I introduce it to Verbal. 
I walk back out to the others. I may not know for certain, but I think that we're close enough. I don't know what we're looking for, but whatever it is, it's close. It's certainly here. The crystal was stronger for a moment and louder. You know how I talk to computers? It was like loud this time. It was like out loud, but it was saying the same thing that it always says. I'm pulling. I think that that means that we're closer to where it needs to be. Dr. Theriak would be able to confirm this, but they are, they just need more time. Well, I would say that they just, they studied it a little differently. I mean, I, well, truthfully, I didn't study it at all. I just talked to it. You did very early on. Uh-huh. Do you mean, do you mean insight? What did they ask? tell them any anything else you didn't tell them what it does or or anything so didn't you also like destroy the ship so they're probably not going to be able to know right destroyed the computer. That I remember. The record? The cameras? That was all destroyed. I remember that part. I, I mean, I haven't I haven't spoken to anything before. It's, it's more like I just get like a good feeling from something. What if we talk to it together? Could we do that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Ah. Okay, you can you can sit 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 oh, down. Thank God, thank you so much. No, no, it's okay. Flair, I've never met anyone else who could do this. Uh, I can't do it well. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I'll start. Just listen. Listen with me. Do you think you can do that? Uh, okay. All right. 
again to the crystal. Just one more time. Can you tell me one more time? exactly we need to go. Can you roll me a physical science, please? Okay, okay. Uh, an unnatural 20. You close your eyes, listening only to the soft sand and the occasional conversations of people who are further away, but their voices dim and turn to blurs in the background. You feel something physical, tangible. An old TV. Y-net activates. The crystal vibrates and rumbles. It gets so heavy that, that you have to drop it. The sand starts getting pulled almost in this twister. The navigation deck starts working again. A light that's not connected to anything switches as the crystal begins to shake and rumble. It rumbles the sand off of itself and then slowly starts floating again. This crystal floats a pulse, almost like a force field bursts out from it. Everything, lights, small devices, anything, all starts turning on phones are all buzzing even if they are broken the calls don't connect to anything they are just vibrating there is a pulse of energy a huge beam of light like a beacon that shoots into the air bulbs start breaking and smashing the tv starts cracking with the amount of energy that is being poured into it the gun randomly fires off into the distance There is a pulse of energy, a huge beam of light like a beacon that shoots into the air. The scanner flicks on. The scanner shows a city. It manifests like a 3D print. It shows coordinates miles, miles away from you, almost continents away, but you see it, and it is here on this planet, a secluded dome. Everyone is He is pulling. 
starts shutting off. The crystal falls to the ground. Conscious for this. What the? F is that like a thing we can do? Is that a thing that you can do? <laughs> Not really. That's never happened before. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's talked before, but mostly in my head, and I wasn't sure if it was real or not until. Well, kind of just now. But what's on that scanner, I know, right now. That's where we go. Well... I just... Okay, that's a fair... question. Everyone is going to gain an ability. What? What is called a crystal ability. Pooled once a day, you can pull something 120 foot toward you. We can we can Mjolnir this shit? You can Mjolnir this shit. You can Mjolnir anything. You need to see it and focus on it. There is a DC check involved. Only one of you can use it a day. Ooh, one of us. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's a team. And then on the next okay. day, someone else can use it. So it's, it's almost as if you are summoning the power of the crystal to do this ability. Can I say this has been theory equation? Morning. Hi. <laughs> the Dr. Theriac. I assume the rest of me didn't make it. No, but we're we're working on that, but also the patchwork kind of didn't make it. I can I can tell. Where are we on resources? It's on? Do you remember what happened? The, the crystal in the computer system sort of blacked out. Oh. Which devil? Yeah, uh, 
Dr. Theriac, after we put you back in some water and soil to heal, I talked to the crystal. But Dr. Theriac, the, the crystal is saying different things. Such as? So you know that it, it always says... I am pulling. I am pulling. I am broken. Well, now, it said things like, I will pull. You will pull. Clearly, the sentience model hypothesis uh, holds more water. Oh, I agree. Well, it seems like we're here, or we're close by, we're a few miles to a city it wants us to go to. Step one. Step one. Patch yourselves up. Step two. Find civilization. Step three. We'll worry about crystals. I, uh, might have overexerted myself a little bit. Oh, no, no, I, t- I took that out. It's just a hole now. Maybe Step 3 should be getting a medbot, because it seems to happen a lot, doesn't it? I am the medbot. <laughs> medbot. <laughs> <laughs> could you move me over there? Oh, of course. Sun's heat is very powerful here, which means it doesn't get filtered much, which means the moment it's gone, it's going to be freezing. Everyone get thermal coats and blankets. Very cold. That's because there's not a lot of uh, vegetation to withhold the heat. Uh, you, you find a stack of comic books on a broken, shattered pinball table. No! There's something else! There's something else we can make a fire with. Other than that. I know you think it's okay right now, but that's not okay, actually. Scrap! Hey, hey, hey. What, what do you call me over here? What's going on? Scrap, what can we burn for a fire? I mean, you could burn me. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Let's think of this later. We've just come out of orbit. Our engines are still hot enough to keep us for tonight. If we can sleep under the thrusters, fires left of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, we need to get everybody healthy then, Doctor. Who who is performing the operation? I I trust you. You were smart enough to put me back together, sort of. So how bad was it? (laughs) 
Yeah, if it had been a bit up, I would have not made it. <laughs> it's not the first time I've almost died. I would like to say. This is the first time I've almost died. I feel... a bit humiliated. Why? I'm kind of naked. Not like... in a nude way. Like... like... I, I don't have legs or anything. <clears throat> you're lucky you can regenerate. Very, very much appreciate the effort. That will not work. Sure. I will do a perimeter search and see. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to get underneath the thrusters. I'm going to heat them up a little bit, and then we are going to bed. Some of us will keep watch. One of them is not you. Done enough. I uh, pick up a f my flame rifle, which is nearby. Come on, I'll go one way, you go another. I'll be okay, I promise. I am, actually. You've done quite a good job. Assam, so many of us are not okay, you included. I know, but I can still take a good hit. I don't let my crew down. Not like this, not when I can still get up. If I can get up, I can move. If I can move, I can shoot. And if I can shoot... I'm in the fight. Yep. No, it's not. I know. No, neither are you. You know that roller skating and uh, skateboarding are two completely different crafts? Alright, Lippy, can you roller skate? Have you ever done it before? That is backed up by science. Okay, first of all, they're not wheels, they are light refraction, it uses the molecules. Alright, fine. You gotta help me with the second one, my leg is so fucked, can you please just like... There you go. 
can you give me a sure athletics or acrobatics sure you slip a little at first with your first push off but you know it's 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 getting in the rhythm of the skate it takes a while to get used to but you but you do end up being able to skate Hey, if you want to trade me your board, I'll definitely take a downgrade. Keelan walks over, like, Okay, so, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, I believe the, the worst news would be more important to learn. Our food supply has depleted by about 90%. We have about four days' worth of food. On the good news, um, all of the freeze-dry packs, all of the fresh meat that we had vacuum-sealed, all of that which has been wasted, needs to be cooked now. Because it's going to spoil tomorrow. We could attempt to bury the food in, in air-sealed containers, if we have any left, uh, beneath the sand. But aren't we planning on moving? Oh, right. Do you mind? I'll uh, cook after perimeter check. Sky, I've done research into most civilizations. I know what I'm doing. Please trust me. Well, I have a patched up hole in my stomach now. Sky, no one likes the situation. Me least of all, I'm in a lot of pain. I know. What if it were you? What if it were Ike, or Firiak, or Keelan, or Scrap, or Flair? Do you want to think about it? Because I don't. And I hope and pray that you'll never have to figure it out. Let me do what I'm doing. I've survived this long for a reason. I never said I wasn't a hypocrite. She got you there, though, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, got she, she got you on that one. Hi. Are you awake? I'm so sleepy. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to this time. No, it's okay. You're never disturbing. I know you're not physically okay. How are you mentally? I was very scared, and fully, uh, I, I, I never doubted 
the crystal before. Why do you doubt? I, I don't know that I do. But I'm wondering if that's wrong. When I first heard the crystal, I was fascinated and curious, and I, I, I care about it. But? I just trust Sky. She's got strong instincts, good compass. When Sky heard it, she was worried and scared. And I'm not always right about everything. I, I, I still feel like my instinct might be correct, but I don't know why it didn't even occur to me that it could be a danger. I still believe the crystal. I still believe that it's alive. But maybe we just need to keep that possibility in our minds. Just in case. For the sake of everyone else. And science, uh... You have faith that what you do will yield the results you expect. Trying to produce a new reaction might engender a a unique response. It's not a matter of believing you are... that, that, That you are going to be right all the time. In fact... Most of the time in science, you are horrendously wrong. It's the nature of peace. But I, I believe we should not trust that the crystal has our best intentions in mind. Thinking critically, no matter what the information is that it might have shown, it is clearly of importance to the crystal. I, I never thought that it had our best interest in mind. I thought it needed our help. I thought it was... I still think that it's a creature in need. And it wishes to disclose to us this location. Yes? Right. So... We are simply discovering more about the crystal. doesn't mean it's good, that's bad, that crystal is evil or sentient even, just that um, this is of importance. Let's not cast value judgments on these. Hmm? No. Just caution. That's all. I'm very tired. I am too. I'm also tired. Are you okay? We should rest. Just, can you stay close? I... Would you hold me? I kind of... There's not much to hold, but... I kind of just... Put like a cloaked arm around the the roots that wrapped around the skateboard. 
Dylan the human hates this. (laughs) (laughs) Ike is very happy, though. Unless Sky's arm, you have anything, any anything you want to? Yes, there is something I want to do. I try to brush up on this planet and its culture beforehand. I kind of want to know in what general direction society may be using my cultural knowledge. And a map I downloaded to my phone. I got a nap twenty, so that makes it a twenty-seven. Nos used to be a rich planet. Its mountains had filled with gems. The inner core of the planet was so, so lush with minerals and beautiful ores that you can't find in other places. People and companies started taking these resources from this planet as they shipped the jewels and ingots of these materials off of this planet it started to become a husk of what it once was there isn't a lot of people living here there are a lot of creatures who as creatures do, have learnt to adapt to the harsh deserts. People have set up small outposts. They, without the technology of most other places, kind of live not necessarily simpler, but it's it's more, if you would say, Wild West. But there is one city one huge gorgeous stunning city called Numors entirely owned by Freya Incorporated Freya Incorporated is a beauty company and it is known in hushed rumors that after the planet became the husk the leaders discovered an incredible piece of technology and they harnessed it to make new moors as powerful as it is and no one is quite sure as to what this incredibly powerful piece of technology is Oh shit, what do you want to do?
that is where we're gonna leave the session today. Yowza! Thanks so oh much for joining God. us here today, gamers. That was episode twenty. Welcome, welcome to the Roaring Twenty. No. Yeah, this is our fucking Wild West arc. People Not just Wild West. I love that Wild shit. Wild West. It's Wickety the Wiki 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 Wild Wild, 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 wild West. Wiki yeah. Wild Wild West. <laughs> Hello, the beautiful, wonderful souls. Thank you so much for listening to the Atlas. I have some very, very exciting news. So don't click away. I know that you're going to, because that's how end of podcasts happen. You turn off. However, the exciting news is is exciting. Uh, and I'll see those first. I'm not going to keep you in suspense. Don't you worry about it. Um, number one, if you want to listen to the actual plays of the show before all the music is added in, you want to see our beautiful beautiful faces you now go over to the Adamus youtube channel where we have all of the ap's uploaded as well as little edited clips and fucking animatics i don't know if you know if you're just listening to just a listener to the podcast never follow us anywhere but mo makes uh animatics and they're the coolest things in the world we now with this new youtube we also now have a patreon where uh the of the animals where we do like little sneak previews and some merch and speaking of merch the most exciting thing in the world we have teamed up with the familiar shop to make some animalist themed soaps each member of the patchwork has collaborated to create a soap based around their character so we have skype who has strawberry we have azam who is bonfire in incense we've got ike who has cotton candy and we have theoriac who isn't garlic and this is a shame because I dared Andre and uh, clearly he uh, chickened out. Um, but uh, Theriac is actually a far nicer eucalyptus and bergamot smell. So if you want to smell like the kind of idea of the Adamless team, then head on over to the familiar shop on Etsy. That's shop spelt S-H-O-P-P-E. Fancy shop to do that. Okay, last announcement. So as you have just realized, spoiler alert, um, the patchwork has crashed, and we have entered in a new galaxy. And with this, we, the crew, are going to show you something a little bit special. Over the next four-ish weeks, four-ish episodes, um, we are actually going to be going way back in time and a little mini-series that is run by Super Dylan, which is our little wonderful Ike. It stars myself, because I got grandfathered in, Connie Chang. Gabe Hicks, Brido, and Kappa Chris as we see Saga as it was before the plates were built. This series, again, four episodes. And then we'll be back with our crew in a new solar system. It's so good. I basically forced Dylan to uh, run this, and it's so cool. It's, it's expanding on the world of our little place, and I just think that's, I just think that's perfect. Um, our players, to say goodbye, were... Momo O'Brien playing Sky, Superdome playing Ike, Nona Lee Kadir, who is Werewolf Fields and Social, playing Azam and Ada Rivera, Art, who did not make me, slapping my leg, did not make me a garlic theme, so I'm very upset. Uh, and myself, Matthew Ever, which is Captain Crowell, all things who voice the little pew pews. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the kiss. The next time, oh shit, Artless. All of our music comes from Artless and sound effects now. There you go. The next time <laughs> we fly through the Adamless Sea. I hope you'll be there to fly with us. <gasps>